This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good night, Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. In this week's parsha, Terry gives us a very, very special mitzvah. It says in the Chumash, Vachalta, one should eat visavata, one should be satiated. Vachalta visavata, and the last part of the phrase, uveirachta, and one should make a bracha. This is referring to the mitzvah deiraisa of benching, referenced in this week's parsha. And the Chassid Yaivitz points out that every mitzvah, just like many people, there's a certain mazel. Certain people have a mazel, whatever they, whatever they touch turns to gold. Every business deal they make, they're always successful. And certain communities have a mazel. People want to live there and moistus grow there. And then there's certain people that just don't have that mazel and certain communities don't have that mazel. So the Chassid Yaivis said it's the same thing with mitzvahs. Certain mitzvahs have fantastic mazel. People do them so carefully, so meticulous, they never miss them. And he says, and there are certain mitzvahs that just don't have that same mazel. For some reason, Kla Yisrael doesn't take it the same way as others. And he uses benching as an example. And it's so true, we all know in our own lives that benching is just one of those things that when the meal is over, it's like, oh, I have to bench. One of the Mepharshim said, quite uh, jokingly, we have no problem with. We can eat and we can be satiated. When it comes to Virachta, then it already gets a little bit more tricky. It's a little bit more difficult. We have to bench. Oh, we have to bench. No one's excited. You're excited about the meal. You're excited about the food going down. But then when it comes to the benching, yet the excitement seems to wear off. And this expression, the Torah reminds us about this mitzvah. It gives us this mitzvah, a beautiful mitzvah of benching. But why is it so hard for us to bench? What is so difficult? Why is it one of those mitzvahs that don't have the same, so to say, success or luck as the other mitzvahs? So I believe the answer lies in a pasuk at the beginning of this week's parasha. The Torah opens up in the beginning of this week's parasha with the most beautiful brachas you can ever ask for. The Torah says, if you keep my mitzvahs, you will have children. You will have wealth. You will have no sickness. There will be an abundance of crap, an abundance of animals. The psukim are beautiful to read. They're a dream come true. Each pasuk of what the Torah promises is awaiting for us if we keep the mitzvahs. But there's one word in the pasuk. It says the word ekev. What does ekev mean? So Rashi translates ekev means those mitzvahs that we stomp on with our heel. Ekev meaning a heel. The mitzvahs that we don't take seriously enough. Those mitzvahs, if you keep those mitzvahs, says Hashem, you will be blessed with fantastic, amazing things. But that's not so easy. Those mitzvahs are the hardest to do. Because those are the mitzvahs we've been doing for so many years since we were small children. And most of us, when we started to bench, we never benched inside. Because we learned in school or in camp, where we sing benching out loud, and we never got accustomed to benching inside. We never got accustomed to really stop and think about the words. So it's very difficult for us to do so now when we're adults. But the Torah is reminding us, no, no, it's not an excuse. We need to take these mitzvahs that we stomp on. How many people some, sometimes don't even remember if they benched? And if they benched, it was haphazardly. And if they benched, they fell asleep in the middle. And they skipped every other word and they mumbled the other words. We have to really take back benching and make it a very, very big part of our life. Because the brachas that are promised to us are unbelievable. The Torah says in this expression that the mitzvahs that are dosh ba'akavah, the kick with our heel, we don't take seriously, we don't look inside, we don't focus. Those mitzvahs, if and when we keep them properly, there are beautiful, beautiful things waiting for us. What is greater than the bracha of wealth? Greater than the bracha of children? What is greater than the bracha of no sickness? This is what we all want and we hope for. And the Torah says all you need to do is take those mitzvahs that for so long in your life you never were careful with, 
and start being careful with them. I think benching is one of those. And it connects to later on in the parasha where the Terry tells us in this week's parasha the mitzvah of benching. And throughout the Mepharshim it's brought down in numerous places the unbelievable kayach, the power of benching. What it could do for you, how it could protect you. There's no letter pay so fierce and endafei doesn't appear in the benching. And the reason is given because the endafei makes up three words. Ketzef, af, the shetzef, says the Elior Rabbah. When a person benches properly, those three things will never befall him. He'll have no wrath and the anger of HaKadosh Baruch who doesn't touch him. He's protected. What's he protected with? He's protected by the benching. So writes the Elior Rabbah in Hilchah's benching. This is a serious thing. It requires a slight change in our life. It requires us to pull out the bencher. Look inside, focus on the words, but look at what it can give us. It can give us the most beautiful brachas. The things that we want most in this world is waiting for us if we just change and focus on how we bench. A yid once came to Reb Shach and he told Reb Shach, I want the Rashiva to know. I made a Kabbalah on myself that I'm only going to bench from within the bencher. And I had to break it once. And Abshach asked him, why did you have to break it once? He said, well, I was traveling, I was on a plane, and there was absolutely no one to borrow a bencher from. This was before the iPhone. I was stuck, no sitter, no bencher. I had to bench by heart. So Abshach looked at the man and said, why didn't you write the benching down? Take out a piece of paper and pen, write down word for word, and then bench from that piece of paper that you just wrote. You see how careful Abshach was, how important it was to him to read benching inside, that he would rewrite it by heart, even though he knew the words but to read it inside. And I believe when you read it inside, you really appreciate the words. And I, and I urge you all to try this. Go through the bench and realize the words, they're so powerful. They're so beautiful. They really give you an insight into thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu and realizing that all that we have, all our mezainos, all the food and all the mundane and all the gashmis in this world, it all comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in benching, we ask Hashem to please continue to give to us. And we ask, <clears throat> please support us, sustain us. It's a really beautiful opportunity to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the power is endless. It really is. It's something we need to realize that the brachas that are waiting for us, if we're willing to tap into this, are, are really are, are the most beautiful brachas that a human being can ask for. I'll share with you a story about a yid who lived in Eretz Yisrael. It was an, elder, it was an older man. And people noticed that when this yid benched, he benched so slowly so carefully, so meticulously, he benched so, so much the way he is supposed to bench. And someone came over to him, they said to him, why is it that you bench this way? It's, it's, it's almost abnormal, unheard of, someone to, for someone to bench the way you bench. He said, I'll tell you a story. He said, I was a small child. I grew up in a shtetl in Poland. And one day we had a special visitor who came to, to our cheder, Rev Mei Shapira, the Lublina Rav. He came to our yeshiva, and he was for herring the boys. And at the end of the Fahir, he told the boys, this Elia Rabbah that I mentioned earlier. He told the boys, remember what Elia Rabbah says, there's no peso of fish, there's no end of fate in the benching. Because the words ketzef and the, and the words ketzef, af and shetzef, all those harsh words, Hashem's anger, Hashem's wrath, none of that will befall a person who benches. And the Mayor Shapiro told the boys, I'm giving you great advice. Make sure your entire life to bench within a bencher, and if you do so, Hashem will provide for you parnasa bekavod. With honor and respect, Hashem will take care of you. And this fellow said, when I was at that age, I was 11 years old, I accepted upon myself from after hearing Rameh Shapiro's speech, I said, he got me. I will now be to only 
bench inside from a bench and give the special chashivas to benching. Sadly, World War II came, this boy, with the rest of his shtetl, was deported to Auschwitz, young teenager, but still, still continuing on as best as he can with his ideology of benching and never missing a benching from a bencher. And when he's waiting in line to decide where is he going, to the left or to the right in Auschwitz, he figures he's going to go to the left with all his other classmates. And a fellow appears behind him and tells him, listen, go to the right. And when they ask you your job, tell them that you're an expert cook and I'm your assistant. This kid, a young teenager, didn't know anything about cooking, but some random stranger told him, and he listened. And they believed him. The Nazis made him the cook, the chef of Auschwitz. This young teenage kid, and because he was the chef of Auschwitz, he was Taka able to get more food than anyone else. He had access to food he was able to steal. And he was actually more, I wouldn't say full or satiated. Those are not words to describe anyone in Auschwitz. But he was physically better off than everyone else in that camp. And he knew that the reason why he was lucky to be in that position was because of what Rameer Shapiro told him years ago about the kayach, the power of benching from a bencher. One day, one of the Nazi guards bursts into the kitchen and says, I don't understand. Why do we have this Jew working here in the kitchen? He looks so full, so fat. He must be eating off of our money. And he was so mad and so upset. He took the kid. He brought him outside. He said, you see this pile of stone? I want you to build a bunker out of this rock. He gives him a little, little teeny hammer. Build me a, build me a tunnel. Build me a bunker for my men. And if not, I'm going to kill you. This young kid says to himself, what am I going to do? I, the Nazi says, I'm giving you two, three hours. I want to come back and see a bunker. If there's no bunker here, you're dead. He has no choice. He goes out there. So he starts banging with his little hammer on this massive pile of stone, hoping to break through. And a bunch of Nazis drive by and they see this Jew and they start throwing things at him. They throw potatoes at him. They throw carrots at him. Just to degrade, just to knock, just to embarrass him even more so. This kid is now piled around him, all these vegetables, and he's, in his mind he's so depressed, he's so sad, and he's counting his last moments left on this world. And then all of a sudden, a few moments later, a group of Polish soldiers come by, and they wanted the vegetables. And the Jew made a deal with him. He said, I will give you these vegetables if you help me pound through this stone and build this bunker. And that's what happened. The Nazi guard comes back to his shock and surprise. There's a bunker built. And he takes the Jew, he says, I don't get it. I never understood the God of the Jews, but now I don't even understand how this works. But I do know that I'm not going to go up against him. And he gave him back his position as the chef of Auschwitz. And ultimately he survived the war. And he said there's no doubt in his mind that his survival in Auschwitz was all attributed to the beautiful bracha that Rameh Shapiro told him years ago about davening, about benching properly from a bencher. I think this is something we can all work on. We all are looking for Yeshua's. We're all looking for schoolers. We are all looking for our Kodesh Baruch to share and to give us so many areas of bracha, whether it be in Shaduchim, whether it be in Parnassah, whether it be health, whether it be happiness. We're all looking. This is the key to open up the, the doorway to bracha. When Abshach son-in-law, Rabbi Bergman came to speak at a big event, he said over that there's sadly a Shidduch crisis he quoted from his father-in-law, Reb Shach, that the answer to the Shidduch crisis is benching inside from a bencher. Because that is the answer to all 
the Tsaris and Klaus. Well, we want to open up the floodgates of brachas. We want Hashem to shower us with brachas, whatever that bracha may be. It starts with this week's parasha. The achalta, the sevata, Let's take back benching. Let's make benching now no longer dosh ba'kovav. It's not a mitzvah that we trample on, but it's a mitzvah that we treasure. It's a, mitzvah, it's a mitzvah that we value. Let's bring it back to a mitzvah with unbelievable mazel. And in that school, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us all the beautiful brachas He promised us in this week's parasha. Wonderful, beautiful brachas for ourselves, for our families, and for all of Klai Yisrael. Have a wonderful Shabbos.